IFC are proud to be affiliated with Silent X Energy. With zero sugar, no added caffeine, and all natural ingredients, Silent X Energy will keep you ahead on track. Use code IFC at silentxenergy.com for 10% off any orders. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Race Merchants Podcast, Episode 2. I'm with Carsey, Dan, and the owner himself, Arrows. How are you doing, boys? All good yourself? I'm, all good. I'm very good, I'm very good. Right. Doing well, very excited for this. Happy days. So we'll be discussing the pecking order heading to Bahrain, which will take place this weekend. We recorded this on the Thursday, so we haven't done any results from the free practices or anything. We're going to give our season predictions today and give a review on Drive to Survive. So make sure you uh, stick around for this uh, episode of Race Merchants. So let's kick off with then the uh, pecking order. But I, w- I would probably suggest maybe starting with the drive to survive and then build yeah, up the hype. last season, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go for it. Chronological, come on. Because <laughs> you haven't watched the last episode, but you've watched the first nine, haven't you? Yeah, I've watched the first nine, exactly. Yeah. Um, and that is, not, uh, that is not a political stance against what happened in Abu Dhabi. I, I just haven't had the time. <laughs> that's that's the exact same thing with me. I've only watched up to, I think, like six or seven. I've only watched one and two. What do you think on it so far? I'm on episode eight. TJ, you've watched the whole thing, haven't you? I've watched the entire thing. Okay. Uh, Just start and win. Yeah, I I think you should be uh, first to give your opinions and then you can add the most to it as you've seen the the whole Uh, thing. I thought it was alright. I wouldn't give you like uh, an 8 or 10, 8 out of 10 or anything like that, but uh, they faked a lot of rivalries with Sonoda and Ocon, and then the McLaren drivers, Ricardo and Norris. Um, but I, I thought it was right. It, um, it got a lot of the controversial moments. And uh, so it was right for me. I, I wouldn't give it a cracking score, but uh, I enjoyed it at least. How would you think it compares to previous seasons? I didn't watch season three. I can't remember watching that one. The first one I enjoyed because it was the like oh it's the brand new thing it did Netflix. Yeah, it, was and, a, it was fresh. Uh, yeah. It was all hype around there and then um, it didn't live up to expectations. Season 2 was alright but uh, I, haven't, I haven't really been a huge fan of the series. Yeah I so obviously I'm only in episode 9 I don't know what happens in the last episode maybe something will happen that will completely change my mind but uh... I really enjoyed it. I actually, I feel like I'm the only person that feels like this year is probably the best I've had for faking rivalries. Like last year with Lando and Sainz was dreadful, but this year I think the only rivalry that isn't a rivalry they had was Ocon and Sonoda, but I don't even think they tried to make it seem like there was anything between the two. It was more just comparing the fortunes of the two drivers and the seasons. And then I think, from what I saw, obviously there's definitely, as you said, definitely over-dramatized things. Uh, but from what I saw, it seemed like Lando and Daniel actually did seem to have some kind of animosity with each other. I remember even around the time, people saying that there's reports that they didn't get on well, which is why we didn't have all the fun that everyone was expecting and excited for going into the season. So I, I actually thought it was somewhat decent for that. Obviously, there's so many dreadful, misplaced teen radios in places. Like, I remember, you could hear, I, I believe it was Lando, maybe, saying that Daniel pushed him off into turn one, and that really wasn't taken from there, and Daniel didn't even push him off. They were just, like, side by side, and they had plenty of track uh, between them. And then, also, uh, there was silly stuff. I think we saw Monaco qualifying, like, three times, which yeah, I thought yeah. was a bit ridiculous. And also, I remember when they were covering Russell's spa lap, I think he went through O'Rouge, like, five times. On, on his on his lap, but yeah. that's not that's not the kind of thing that really ruins my enjoyment of it. I just sort of look at it and think that's quite funny. It's a bit stupid. Same with the misplaced team radios, and I also really like the memes that come out with it. Yeah. So I, I definitely I'll probably have a lot of people disagreeing with me, but I really enjoyed it. To be honest with you, Pete, you watched about six episodes. What's your thoughts on season four? I'm not gonna lie, I think it's probably the worst one I've seen so far. <laughs> I really think it is the one of the worst ones. 
like obviously what cars you just covered you got the rivalries with obviously Sonoda and Archon I don't think that they made them ones up based off the fact because of Alpine and flipping AlphaTauri and they couldn't really use Alonso and Gasly as like an in, like a prime thing so they decided just to put those two drivers and categorize them as oh yeah they're rivals type of thing but I uh, honestly I'm only watching it because obviously I've, I want to watch it, but I, I generally feel like it isn't the best one that they've had. Yeah, yeah. For for the people that are not real F1 fans and wouldn't understand the rivalries between Norris and Ricardo, it probably excites them over it. But for the people that watch Formula 1 week in, week out, will understand that obviously a lot of it's just a bit rubbish and they put things in different places. So, um... It's good for the wider audience, which has brought in a lot of fans from like USA and things like that, but um, it hasn't really been great for me, to be honest. Dan, you watched two episodes of it. What's your thoughts yeah. so far? Same as usual, really. It's been a very slow starting series. There's not really been much in there to at the start, other than Orlando and... Um, Daniel Rivery, which I saw, I think that was in episode two. Other than that, really, it hasn't been that entertaining of a series that I've really been that bothered about sitting and watching, I'll be honest. Yeah. I think it's probably the slowest one yet. Yeah, I, I would agree that I think the first three episodes were fairly poor. I think it stepped up a little bit after that, the Haas episode. Uh, I think... Was it? The Haas one. one was probably one of the better ones that I have yeah. seen so far. It was a it was a great episode, and I think Mazepin probably paid them off to try and make him seem likable, and even still look like just the biggest prick villain. Um, I think a lot of people that would have felt sorry for Mazepin at the start of the season would have stopped that after seeing that episode. Like when, uh, just as an example of one thing, when uh, he was standing somewhere and the team came to him and said he needed to get a photo with Mick, and he was just like, "Oh, Mick can come here. I'm not walking over to him." Or something. And then there was the cars. Oh yeah, there's definitely some yeah. difference between the cars. Yeah. yeah. And then oh, there was him talking about the chassis. And then uh, another amazing or great episode I, th I thought was the Sonoda and Ocon one. I know the rivalry was rather silly, but it was sort of going back to what I felt Drive to Survive was back in like 2018, where you're just seeing behind the scenes and really seeing the personality of the drivers, especially Sonoda in that episode when he was. It really struggling, living in Milton Keynes, calling it the most boring place in the world, and not knowing how to, how to deal with British food. Like, so that's the sort of the kind of thing that uh, I, I watch it for. Like, I see a lot of people complaining that it's not accurate or not in perfect chronological order or, or stuff like that. But to be honest, I don't watch it for an accurate season review or whatever. I, I watch it to see that behind the scenes content and stuff like that that we wouldn't be able to see without the show's existence because. Otherwise, we wouldn't really known about, you know, the likes of Sonoda's struggle with just living in, in England and, and stuff like that. I thought he was just moved to Italy to be closer to the team. I didn't know it was actually from his own wishes because he absolutely despised living in England, you know, stuff like that. So uh, that's why I enjoy it. And I will admit there is some low moments in it. But Who doesn't despise living in England? Well, yeah. well, I wouldn't know. That's, I'm going to England for the first time in my life on, on tomorrow. <laughs> so I'll get back to you on that one. Where are you going? No, London. Oh, for the, the UFC. Also, what's the UFC? Who's fight then? Uh, Paddy the Baddies fighting. Um, Dan Hooker is Dan Hooker's fighting, who is one of my friend's favourites, so we're going to be supporting him. And then Volkov is the main event, which should be interesting, but I'm not even that, I'm not that excited for that one. It's more the Paddy the Body and Dan Hooker fights, and mm. I'm really looking forward to it. Right, so we know that the season ended in a lot of controversy with uh, Michael Massey and the last lap, uh, like the racing. Um, so and none of you have watched the final episode of Drive to Survive yet, so uh, nope. what, what's your opinions on the, what could go down? in uh, episode 10. I, I, I doubt they'll have, will have had cameras in there, but I'd love to see a camera view from the stewards room to see how that decision was made. 
Because I don't put full blame on Massey. He had, I don't think team bosses should have ever been allowed to talk to the, the FIA. He had two people in his ear pressurising him to do it. Now it's on him for succumbing to the pressure, but it would be a hard decision for anyone to make because if he didn't let them lap, then yeah. all the Max fans and the, the Red Bull people would have been fuming because that seemed like the wrong decision at the time. And then with what he did, we would have had all the the Mercedes fans and them very annoyed. So I would have liked to have seen how that decision was made, but I've no idea if that is actually in the episode. Joe, the team radio, is that something that they've done? Like, were they able to speak to the FIA pre this season? Uh, because they, they as far as I know, they were, and they just didn't broadcast it, but I yeah. could very well be wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. What what was uh, your two thoughts, Dan and Pete, on uh, the last lap that went down in uh, Abu Dhabi? I'll be honest. Um, I was at work. I was giving my uh, oh, my good. boss a bit of a stick because he's quite a big Hamilton fan, and <laughs> I was giving him a bit of stick over it. But um, looking back, it was. I think it was possibly the wrong call to make. If they were going to let lapped cars unlap themselves it shouldn't have just been a select few it should have been the whole group of cars but at the end of the day we we don't know what was going on inside that steward's room we don't really know the full story of who was pressuring who and what made what decision so it's a little bit of a sticky situation to find yourself in and i don't think some of the stick Massey has got, I don't think is fair because whichever way, like you said, the decision made, there'd still be unhappy people and it would probably end up in the same situation. Yeah, well, Pete has just left the course. We won't be able to get his opinion on that. Yeah, that's why I've been playing up. <laughs> yeah. Have any of you seen the Will Buxton memes? Like, um, he said some very, like, just obvious things and People be making out that um, I don't know. I have to try and find all my. I phone, I, I, I must say, um, yeah, I I he's like um, in Formula One, you have to turn the wheel. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. I've uh, you just mentioned Will Buxton there has uh, I think this I don't know maybe this would be a good title and thumbnail for Click. I've got a, a story about Will Buxton that. I think, did I tell you about this, TJ? Yeah, yeah you told me, you told me. It's the one that I've got a message about in admin chat, Carsey. It's very possible. I think it's, uh, yeah, it is um, what you've just messaged me. Yeah. You think I should tell that story? <laughs> that's up to you. Oh, that's your call on that one, Carsey. Right, no, nah, you know what? If there's enough demand, maybe I will eventually, but I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know if I should. I don't know if I should. I'll leave it. I'll leave it. I'll leave it. 20, 25 likes, right? Then we'll... Uh... No, I need more than that <laughs> to, to give away this one. Well, Come give on. Give a number. Give a number. If we, if we get 100 likes, this is a big story. You can set a smaller like over something else, but 100 likes for that one. 100 <laughs> likes. Well, another meme, yeah. Every 60 seconds in Formula 1, a minute passes. That's something yeah. just the complete that's... obvious things that you would say. Yeah, that's... Uh, it would be, yeah, it was quite bad from him but i guess he does have to really dumb it down and explain for people that are that are new to the sport like for example yeah. i um I, I watch it with my parents and my mom isn't in the formula one so she would have have a lot explained but then i feel like i'm going if you're in pole position it's good because that means there's 19 drivers behind you yeah. is maybe a bit too much um so yeah i think <laughs> uh, i i think i'll enjoy the memes that will be made from it but I think it was a bit overboard. Right, let's head on then to Bahrain. That's coming up this weekend. This podcast will probably be uploaded Friday or Saturday, but uh, we're recording this on Thursday, so we have no idea about free practice one, free practice two. Um, we've only seen like testing so far, so what's your takes on that? And uh, we'd run to the peck in order in very soon. Do you want me to, or us to, give our what we think will be from one through ten yeah. as to that? Or yeah, who's your top team after testing? Who thinks the uh, um, favourites? Do you want to go for first? Me, the team that impressed me the most in testing was Ferrari. I think both the drivers looked very strong, to be honest. Leclerc and Sainz. Um, 
obviously we didn't really get to see much of McLaren. I think this weekend, I think it'll be quite a struggle for McLaren, really, with Ricardo just recovering from COVID and Lando really being the only one that's had a decent amount of time in the car before this weekend. So I think the I think the Ferraris will definitely be the surprise package of the season, and I think they could certainly put sort of a challenge on the top two team but I think ultimately I think it will be a Red Bull and Mercedes top two again come the end of the season but I think Ferrari I don't think will be as far down as people would be expecting after the last few seasons they've had I think the surprise package actually for this season will be Haas both drivers especially on the last two days of testing if we're looking at how they did obviously Magnussen and Schumacher both impressing really in the last two days so um that was quite impressive for me anyway and i think cast could be quite a surprise this season after all the controversy over the end of the season yeah um let me just very quickly i saw a, a video from the race recently where they gave uh the the, the top predictions for the top 10 based on like analysis of times and whatever and uh, they actually had um williams and last which surprised me. I didn't. Ex- I, I would have thought it would have been Alfa Romeo. Um, so they had Williams in last. I believe Alpha in ninth. I want to say. Yeah, I, I believe they had uh, Alpine in eighth. Then Alpha Tori seventh. Aston Martin sixth. Haas fifth. Uh, and then fourth McLaren. Third Mercedes, second Ferrari, and first Red Bull, I think. Yeah, by the lap times, we're going to have Mercedes in third from there, but there's no way they'll show up this weekend, yeah. I think, without having a massive in- improvement on pace as to, as to what that was. So yeah. I would probably put them maybe even first. I, I actually saw... Well, I want your opinions on this. I saw a, a video very, very recently uh, where this girl was talking... I thought when I first saw it, oh, this, this is madness, that Mercedes actually had those thin side pods in Barcelona. Huh? And the side pods we saw were actually, like, there was nothing going on inside them apart from just hiding the thin ones. All right, okay. And uh, she said this, I thought, this is madness. She showed a photo that kind of showed this, where you could look in through the little, quote-unquote, uh, like, vent in the side pods, and you could sort of see behind that. I thought it was mad until... Someone, I can't remember, he was, I think he's some like, kind of designer who's very um, respected in the F1 world said, look, I think this theory's correct. Yeah, yeah. And it seems to be that this is very possibly what they've done. And they, they obviously got that data in Barcelona with the thin side pods that no one no one realised. Yeah, that's the first time I've viewed a lot. But uh, if that's true, then uh, fair play to Mercedes, because I don't think many people have caught on for that. Um, yeah, that's true. Oh, Aiden, hello. Are you joining hello. us? Yeah, sure. Do and we know what... Have we seen that they're running the thin side pods at Bahrain? Have we seen their car yet? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Is it not on Twitter or something? I've seen a photo of the entire grid, but I'm not sure if that was pre the Bahrain test or that was like and yeah. all the media things. I think so... normally they build their car tonight, but they don't. Yeah. They don't ship it as a whole be. car. No, no. Well, they're already already out there. So. Mm. Yeah, but that's an interesting oh, that true, topic. Actually. I forgot about that. Mm. I forgot they're already there, so that's a good. But yeah, it won't be the same actually. There's no real reason for them to take their car apart. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, say Ferrari. I've noticed. I I feel like Ferrari this season are going to be very fast towards the start of the season, but they're probably going to fall off a little bit later on in the season. Um. Their car just... Ferrari's car almost just looks like the only one to me on that grid that looks com- absolutely complete. Like, it just looks like it works as, as one car and there's not much room for, for anything that they can add on or take off. So I feel like there won't be maybe much room for development. I, I remember back when the Haas and Aston Martin were first revealed, the Aston Martin having much bigger side pods for, for, than the Haas. Uh, Someone had said, again, someone very respected tech, on the technical side had said that you can either go for those wider or the thinner ones, and the wider ones 
are probably the safer one to do, but there isn't as much room for improvement in it as there is uh, with thinner ones. So that, that will be yet to be seen. So I said, don't think at all that the packing order we see at the, at the first race will be the same as the packing order we will see later on in the season. Found uh, an interview, a Dutch in Dutch from Gunther Steiner. And it, he was talking about how last year Haas were also toying with the idea of no side pods and they did a lot of CAD and simulator work with it. And they, they thought that it could work very well, but they just weren't able to make it work. But they, they recognized that apparently it gives a large benefit in slow corners. Yeah, but That's where Mercedes are, though, at the moment. They've said that they're doing so much better in the slow, if I'm correct, and they're struggling in the, the high, fast corners. It's weird because it's the exact opposite of like the kind of past seven years of Mercedes philosophy of cars, where they were rapid through the kind of high downforce, high speed, and then a bit relatively yeah, yeah. like clunky through the slow. That's why I like shit at Monaco, Monaco for yeah. so many years. Excuse me, Singapore in previous years. I've just sent a photo into the admin chat of the thin ones next to the thick ones, and you can sort of see in, and it looks like you can see basically the outline ah, of yeah. under yeah. what looks like a shell of the. I, I put this photo for the one to the video so people can see <clears throat> what you yeah. mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's an, that's an interesting thing to think about, and a very, very sneaky and smart of them if that is what they've actually. What yeah. they've actually done. Right. Dan just pointed on uh, Haas. Uh, he said that they're doing pretty well. What what do you, what are your expectations for them this season? Yeah, I guess I'll go. Uh, uh, I, I really think uh, if you would have told me about a month ago that at day two of Barry and Tesson would see Kevin Magnussen in first in the Haas, I would have called you a liar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and obviously they're... Um, their best time in testing was faster than their qualifying time last year and in these cars that are meant to be slower so they've definitely made big improvements how big that's yet to be seen because we again anyone could sort of go and set that lap on that grid i'm fairly confident because they're, most people just were not going to the best of their ability um, but yeah they're looking a lot better and uh, their speed testing they didn't look particularly reliable but their car looked pretty decent uh, out in Bahrain. Yeah. I think what I'm most interested in is that well, what's really nice about this is we'll get a proper read on Mick Schumacher as yeah. last year we really yeah. couldn't judge him because he had one of the worst cars ever next to like a very weak driver for F1 standards but like Magnussen's a known quantity in F1 we know how good he is we know what kind of level Magnussen brings and it looks like they've got a decent car so I think it'll be very de like interesting to see what level Schumacher's actually at because we haven't really been able to see that yet that's true Dan, what's your thoughts on Haas? What are you expecting from them this season? I'm expecting a very strong season from them, to be honest. I think, obviously, last season, I think they stopped development of the car after the first race of the season, didn't they, if I'm not mistaken? So, yeah. I think, obviously, they've definitely put a lot of time and a lot of effort into making sure this car for this season is right. And I think, I think they'll be probably the biggest surprise package of the season alongside Ferrari about how with how strong they're gonna be. Nice. So with Alfa Romeo and I wanna get your thoughts on these because for the first I would say five days I didn't see a lot from them. I thought they were gonna be rock bottom of the pack, but Alfa Romeo on the final day bought us on the C threes was like a second I think off the top. I think I caught a lot of people's eyes that lap time. <laughs> What are your thoughts on uh, Alfa Romeo? I still think will be the I think will be the worst car this year. I would have thought it was Haas, but I think Haas has surprised me more, so I'll put them above Alfa Romeo. I I'll say they're they're still going to be pretty much nowhere. But I, I, again, I could be wrong. They could be waiting on something. Agree. I I feel like the times were like fairly insignificant. It's more about like how the car looked because I think every team on the grid could beat the fastest time in qualif in the testing if they really wanted to. I don't yeah. think that the it's just how hard they're pushing. Like how Alfa Romeo, I believe, were probably just pushing their car quite a bit harder than other competitors. But it just it didn't look strong, and I think Joe will struggle. Definitely. I think Joe, I think Joe will really struggle because Bottas is a hell really, of a driver, really. You know, Bottas is a class driver. Like he's he's basically just kind of one tier below a, a like a world championship contender driver. Yeah, he's he's, cool. uh, he's a Rubens Barrichello almost. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know. 
I think, yeah, I guess so, yeah. He's like a Rubens level driver who's very respected. You know, how many, he's got like 20 poles and 10 mm-hmm. race wins. And I think Joe will really struggle because he was like, got dominated in a couple of seasons of F2, finished seconds to a rookie last year in his third year. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, I think uh, we'll probably in qualifying see another like Russell versus Latifi where Valhaus will probably out qualify him every race. But well, one thing about Bottas is that man just cannot defend or overtake to save his life. And when you're in the midfield, fighting so many cars that are usually so close together, that could spell disaster for him. So I, I could see him falling down quite a lot in, in races and whatnot. But it's still not enough, obviously, for Joe to beat him. I, mean, but I don't think anyone expects Joe to beat him. No driver would be afraid to just send it down the inside of Valtteri Bottas. Yeah. You know, you, you like... Yeah. It's the it's like the Etten Senna clip of where he's talking about if you just let me dive down the inside I'm gonna do it every time because I know yeah. you're back out. And yeah. I feel like pretty much everyone on the grid knows that I don't know. I don't know if it's just he's so like determined to not get in an incident that but whatever it is, he's very timid, like in the wheel to wheel. He's not like one of the easiest to overtake. Yeah. It's not the easiest. Yeah, and he he's gonna be like battling like Sonoda, who's one of the most gung ho yeah. Fields, uh, he's gonna, oh. Sure, we saw Abu Dhabi, so it launched him from about 300 meters back. And Bahas just kind of let him. He's a gentleman. The Sonoda just end on the stroll at Brazil or shit like that. He would just let him through. Yeah. 100%. The only good thing that will come out of this for Zhao is the fact that he's got a decent, experienced driver who he knows yeah, he can probably learn a hell of a lot of things from. That is true. Right, we've had two questions come in from Sky On, right? And the first okay. one, the, fir- the first one is the porpoising. I said, will the porpoising cause terminal damage in the race for anyone? Well, what was the porpoising? I think. I... Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I think that it is a very solvable issue for the teams it's largely like setup based that if they all just ran their cars a little bit higher they would have no policy and it's they i think in testing they're all just trying to find the absolute limit which is why we saw it so much because with a ground effect car you want to run it as low as possible mm. so they're all going to be pushing the limit of how low they can run their car but i don't think any team will risk running it so low that they'll porpoise significantly yeah. in the race i think um no one will have to retire from significant damage uh, caused by it that will mean, mean the car won't work as much, but I wouldn't be surprised if if after some race the FIA will be looking at each car and they'll look at the floor and they'll realise that like the, the underboard of one of the cars has been like worn out a little bit much and might penalise them for that or something. I wouldn't be surprised at that, just because the, the scraping off the ground, especially if it's bouncing just a little bit, going over however many laps could end up causing some wear, but I don't think it'll be enough damage or anything... Uh, dramatic enough to cause anyone to retire on the spot or anything. Dan, what's your thoughts on the porpoising that we've seen in testing? Oh, I completely agree with what Aiden said, to be honest. I think it's predominantly setup-based, and I think if they get the setups correct, I think it's something that can easily be rectified and easily ruled out. I don't think in a race situation it will be something that's that effective, really. Yeah, I, I think the worst car we've actually probably seen out of all ten of them is the Mercedes. They, they look, I think they were the Mercedes worst car for, for porpoising. They'll fix that though, but it gets to a point where if they find out that this porpoising isn't going to cause um, damage to the car or anything that will slow them down or make them retire, running a, a lower ride height is I mean, they were faster. on skid locks. They were on skid locks, so yeah. it doesn't really damage the car. Yeah. What's running, the damage a, car? running a, a lower ride height is faster. The only difference is it will be very uncomfortable for the driver. So at what point does a team say, screw it, we're going to make our driver uncomfortable to, yeah. to have that performance advantage? And then if someone does that and it works out for them, does that mean everyone will start doing that and then it will become a massive issue? Or will no one go to that level during a race and rather just be, be safe? After Spain, uh, George Russell said in one of, I think it might be in a press conference, that it could end up be, becoming a safety concern, which the mm. FIA might have to look at. Somebody just left the call. I don't know who it was. Just, yeah, oh, it's just Peyton's Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's in Wi-Fi, yeah. But Russell said um, it could cause a safety concern, and the FIA would have to take a look at uh, at how serious this issue could get for the teams, because uh, 
if we come to safety again soon, um, well, I'm not sure what they would do, to be honest, but, uh, yeah. This would all be addressed in, like, FP1 and 2 and stuff, but they'd be able to see the cars, like, if it's violently porpoising and they think it's dangerous, then they'll tell them earlier on. They won't tell them, like, during the race or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, just scrolling through Twitter, I found something interesting. Is that because because everyone's so obsessed with Mercedes side pods, no one noticed that they ran four completely different front wings and two completely different rear wings. Really? Yeah. You know, also focused on the pissing side pods. The, the, uh, the rest of the side pods, different like multiple times, and we had no idea. It's mad. It just shows uh, if you're focusing on one thing, how oblivious you become to so much, so many other things. Right. The final question. Question. The final question that Skyon gave me was, "Who will win the Bahrain Grand Prix?" Who wants to go first? Science. 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 That's a show. That's a show. That's oh, interesting. So like it's crazy. Dan. Like... I think it will be one of the Ferraris. Um, I'm not too sure which. I think we'll be able to find out more. Come. Come on, Danny. You have to get off the fence, mate. Come on. The end of qualifying. I think. I'm more edging. I think Leclerc might have a stronger season than Sainz this season, and I think it could potentially be his race to win. I think you could potentially see a double Ferrari podium this weekend, that's for sure. I'm going to say Verstappen. I think I, I still think Mercedes will probably win the championship, but I think it might take them a couple of races to really harness as much performance as they can from the, the side pods. So I think they might be a little bit off where they want to be in Bahrain, but definitely better than they're letting on. And then. Uh, um, maybe the European season or so that's when they'll really start to to flare up so I'm going to, I'm going to say Verstappen yeah, for the start of the season here yeah I, I think Verstappen as well will win it I just think that in terms of just raw pace we've seen on the final day of testing that uh, I think Red Bull stepped up a gear they brought some new parts which I think were just put them one step ahead of the Ferraris but this weekend could be the redemption that Leclerc um <coughs> We'll get after 2019 when his uh, I'm not sure what happened. Is it engine related issue, but which he uh, yeah, lost the race win with. Yeah. So we could see redemption for him. And Arrows are just, or oh, Pete just joined back to call. Pete, who's going to win the Bahrain Grand Prix, but. I mean, his Wi Fi is still bad. Cool. Nice. <laughs> nice, tidy. <laughs> just been blanked. He's typing. Oh, he's typing. Okay. Anyways, I've got a question. Um... Not from anyone, from myself. Who do you think? There's usually one at least surprise winner a year. Gasly 2020, Ocon 2021. Do you think there will be a surprise winner this year? And if so, who? Um, I might my hat out there and I'm going to say Stroll will win a race. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I think one of the Aston Martins. One of the Aston Martins, I think, could win a race this year. Yeah. Not down the pace. Stroll's, Stroll's a bigger surprise, but. He always has that one race every year that he just he comes out of nowhere. I can't think of one from twenty twenty one, but he had the pole in Turkey. He had Monza. He got like sixth or fifth or something. Um, yeah, yeah, the good race in Monza. Twenty twenty, he had the pole in Turkey, and he took the podium. Yeah, he had the pole in Azerbaijan in his first year, so he definitely beat that one. He is saying that Lewis is going to win the Bahrain Grand Prix. Anything big shock is going to be Seb. Same as you, I guess. Go on, Pete. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'd love oh. Seb to do. Oh, he's back. I he's just back. don't think he will. Hello? Hello? Oh, it works now. Happy days. <laughs> yeah, so I, I generally think Lewis will win. But I don't think Max is going to be so, like, far behind him. Mm. And obviously, Russell will get third over Perez because he's a better driver. I mean, you know, if, if Mercedes Ouch. do win the Grand Prix, you know, the influx of, like, the... The, oh, what's it called? You know, they're like appeal for like technical regulations of that car. Yeah. Be insane. Just know, Adrian <laughs> Newey and Christian Horner are going to be living in. Who's the new race? What's the new race director called? Oh, there's two of them. Can't remember. Yeah, I have no oh, idea. Two of them. Yeah, there's two of them. Was it always two, or yeah. they decided it's two of them this time? So it like was like um, cool. a few years ago. Uh, Charlie Whitey and had like a kind of deputy to him, which I think they're gonna kind of run the same uh, like system again where uh, I'm not sure who the race directors are but they're gonna have like one main one which was like Charlie Whiting and then 
another one then, which the teams can speak to. So they won't be speaking to like what they were doing last season with Michael Massey, but um, they'll be speaking through someone else, and then they'll be in contact mm-hmm. with the main director. Yeah, that's right. right. Oh, I also it. think that Lando might actually be able to win a race this year, yeah, providing so. they get the car perfect. It so. could be his time, but he missed out in Russia, so uh, it could be his time to win a race. Yeah, I think so. I think he deserves it as well. Right. Should we head on about... then? Go on. There was because there's there's always talks about a eleventh team joining maybe Andretti or something. What do we think about that? There's also talks of Audi and or Porsche entering F1 as well. What do we think about that? I'd love to see Porsche in F1. I think that'd be class. Yeah, that that'd be brilliant. I just love yeah. Porsche as a car company, so I'd love to see them in F1 as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things with Andretti and Haas coming together after like obviously your Alkali left or well, or left, we were just told to piss off at Formula 1. <laughs> Where, um... I know Andretti talked to them Salva, didn't they? Yeah. yeah <laughs> Try and buy that out, but that didn't work. I, I prefer to see um, them as like rival American teams than to merge as one. I think that would be an interesting dynamic to have. I think just get rid of one of the feeder teams. Just get, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, Salva, like, who, who cares about Alfa Romero, really? <laughs> oh, can we not just have 11? Yeah, yeah, I, think I think you can have up to 13 teams. 13? Right yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. When was the last time you had more than 10 on a grid? 2016? 17? Really? Oh, where, 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 no, was was Manor? when was Manor? Manor left in 2016 was the last season. Yeah. And then before that, there was Caterham uh, as well. Yeah. But obviously there was no Haas. Uh, and then before that, there was also uh, HRT. So there would have been 12 teams in 2010, am I right? Or was... Yeah, at one point, there was like 2010, yeah. was, there, was there 12 teams? I'll, I'll, I had a quick Google search, you guys keep. 2010, I think there was 12 teams. Because you had uh, Mauritia, Arvergen at the time, Lotus, Caterham, and HRT. Mm. Yep, 12 teams. 12 teams, yeah. There was no Haas, but there was three. Instead. 12 teams back then, yeah. All right, you're mm-hmm. on then. Wait, who is? Oh, I never knew HRT was called Hispania Racing Team. Yeah, did not know that. No, well, they're Spanish, right? I, I was I was six years old in twenty ten, right? Ah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not all old men like you. Mm. Mm. I remember watching twenty ten. It was a good season. It was a great one. I remember jumping up on diamond that won the title in Abu Dhabi. It was great. <laughs> I thought HRT was the hormone replacement team, or was that just like a? It's so hormone replacement therapy, that is a thing. I remember <laughs> yeah. first, I remember... Why like, the fuck vividly, would a team be called? <laughs> I, I, I remember vividly you. being, um... What would have been, I, I, I would have been eight or nine years old, and I remember saying to Mama Buddy, it's her tea, and she was like, what? <laughs> and she didn't realize there was an F1 team with that name, so yeah. That's definitely a thing, but that's not what they're called. <laughs> no. Why do you think a racing team is called? Hormone <laughs> replacement team. <laughs> Disgusting, Right, should we head in into our official season predictions and uh, lock them in? Oh, I think that's pretty good time. I put zero points. I'm not meant. I'm not prepared. Uh, I mean, I'm not you know sure. what we should do is we we could talk about it and then when we upload it, we'll have like a graphic to show them. You mean like an Excel spreadsheet? Yeah. <laughs> Which Aiden is always on it to make. Yeah, am, I, yeah. Am, am I about to have to open Google Sheets right now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay, no worries. So, what, what are we saying then? All 10 constructors we doing, or...? Do you want me to say mine first, because I've already got them written down? Go on, then. Give me a second, I'm gonna make a spreadsheet then. Cassie did a TikTok on Yeah, but I've got, I've got them written down on my phone, so I can... Uh, I'll just do this while you sort of still put some thought into it. Is it previous in all In the furnace. Yeah, in fairness, I did make this prediction back in uh, December, so there was absolutely nothing other than a hunch. So, no one excuses, but so we just want your list. My constructors, 10th Haas, which I already think is going to be wrong, 9th Alfa Tori, 8th Alfa Romeo, 7th Williams, 6th Aston Martin, 5th Alpine, 
fourth McLaren, third Red Bull, second Mercedes, and first Ferrari. I I think some of that I still agree with, but a lot of it I now disagree with. But I'm going to lock it in. And if I was right back then, then it looked like an absolute. It genius. was sixth and seventh. Sixth, uh, Aston Martin. Seventh, Williams. Okay. Thank you. Pete, we we'll we'll I think you should do drivers as well, but just do top five of the drivers. And let's run to the constructors now then. So Pete, what's you uh what's you with ten? You what's you a run down? Uh well I'm gonna put ten as Alpha Romeo. Yeah, I think that's what I'd do now if I uh not already made my And then I'm gonna go Haas. I think Williams will finish in front of the Haas. And then it'll be Alpine, Alpha Tauri. Aston Martin. I'll agree with Carsey on Red Bull being third, but then I'm going to swap them over and I think the Mercedes will focus and knuckle down on everything that they've figured out. So it'll be Ferrari second and Mercedes first again. Is that McLaren fourth? Yeah. Okay. TJ, what are you saying? Right. I'm going to go Alfa Romeo last, then Williams in ninth, Alpine in eighth, I, uh, I'm writing it down at the same time, so bear with me. Right, yeah, we know you know English is difficult, man. Yeah, yeah, second language and all that. Yeah. Um, Haas in seventh. Did I say eighth? Yeah, Alpine eighth. Yeah. Haas seventh. Alpha or oh, Aston Martin. Mm. Alpha Tauri P6. Aston Martin P5. McLaren P4. Uh, Ferrari P3, Red Bull P2, then Mercedes to win the constructors. That's my uh, that's my ten. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, so I similarly think Alfa Romeo will be a, a stone cold loss. But I I think I think Alpine are ninth. I think Alpine look dead. Really? I think Alpine look fucking dusty. They're probably alright. Nah, they're dead. Then Williams. Then Haas. Alpha Tauri. Aston Martin. I haven't thought this far ahead. Uh, McLaren 4th. We all put McLaren 4th. But I think, yeah, I'll, I go, think, I think I'll go Mercedes to win. Ferrari 2nd. Red Bull 3rd. Yeah, I think that's right. Daniel, my favourite person I've agreed with pretty much everyone in uh, Peter and Alfa Romeo. Uh, ninth, Williams. Eighth, I've gone for Alpine. Seventh, Haas. Sixth, Alfa Tauri. Fifth, McLaren. Fourth, Aston Martin. Third, Ooh, Red Bull. Well Second, Mercedes, and then Ferrari to win the Constructors. Fair play, fair play. I like Aston Martin in fourth that you got with, so... Uh... Yeah, I kind of love it. Yeah. No, I just, I think McLaren looked better to me, at least. Yeah, but... <laughs> And I just think, they're... also, I think their drivers are clear, but... Alright, what are you trying to say? Oh, you can't say that to Carson. No, you're oh. trying to say that Seb now is better than Norris now. <laughs> Easy. Okay. No oh, chance, Carsey. Oh, okay. Sure. No chance. He's clear, he's clear. All the Norris fanboys in this. I mean, while we're on the actual subject of Bahrain, where is Mr. Hulkenberg actually going to finish this weekend? Okay, I can't see him doing too well. He's had no time in the car, like... I, I can't see him going to Q1. I think he'll firm it. I think he'll get, like... I don't, mean, I don't know. I, I we, don't know we don't even know how good the perfect. car is, so, like... Yeah, yeah he, he could have the worst car, so like. Do you think he'll beat Stroll in quali? No. Yes. I don't. I don't. Know about I don't. Nah. I don't. Yes. Do you think he'll beat him in the race? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all yeah. know what yes. fucking Lance is like in races. He's alright. Lance times. isn't that bad anymore. He's not that bad. Like, Hul Hulkenberg has such a rose tinted glow. He wasn't that he does, good. Yeah. He, like, he's he actually not. was like. He's all right, he was, he was alright, but he was, kind of, he was pretty dead. Like, he did like, how many races? He probably did like over 100 races. 
I know it's quite unlucky to not get a podium, but at some point... Uh, I think the main reason he didn't get a podium is himself, to be fair. Exactly. Mm. At some point you have to his look at yourself chance, in the mirror. Like, wasn't it Germany where it was absolutely raining was his best chance? Yeah, yeah and he shot. I saw him crash. Bottled. I saw him Bottled just bin it, yeah. Like, every now and then, I watch an old race, and you watch, like, Ricardo will qualify, like, P7 in the, the Renault, and he'll be, like, P17 or something. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think he's... Everyone looks back so fondly. On people with left. No one rated him that much when he was in F1. Okay, I rated him decently, to be fair, but he's. He's not. He's definitely not as good as people think he is after he's yeah. gone. Did he but beat we'll Ricardo? Say, wrong. Yeah, in the first year, did he beat Ricardo? Uh, well, he beat him at the start. What year was he? He was beating very well for a bit, but I don't think he ended up beating him. What year was the first year for Renault? Was it 2017? No, 18. No, 19. No, it was 19. It was 19. Is it 19? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm interested, though. Very interested. Let's chat this shit. Um, Ricardo, 54 points. Hulkenberg, 37 points. Oh, he didn't beat them in. Yeah. I was wrong. He was looking right. a better at the start, and then. And Ricardo had a lot more retirement. Right, okay, so we head then into the driver standings and our predictions for that. Sure, who wants to go uh, first? Hey, if you want to go first again, go for it. So you don't you have yours that loads up? Hey, am I going first? Yeah, well, go for it. Do you know what um, I have Okay, no, I don't have to. top five or something? Yeah, top five. Uh, so, fifth, I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for... George Russell in fifth. In fourth, I'm going to say Carlos Sainz. Third, Max Verstappen. Second, uh, Lewis Hamilton. And first, Charles Leclerc. Leclerc could champion. Leclerc could champion. I just can't see Leclerc being that far ahead of Sainz. Nah, I can't either. I can't see it. He's not that much better than him in my opinion. No, I, 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 I raised Sainz massively too, but I, I don't know. I feel like it's his year. What do you think? I just don't think Leclerc is much better than Sainz, so if Leclerc's winning it, I can't see Sainz finishing fourth. Maybe, maybe it will be close in points, I don't know. But I feel like Leclerc's going to win it. I think it'll be like I, a 2010 I mean, season. No. Yeah, could well be. Could be. But yeah, I doubt it. It never really happens with new regulations. 2010 was somewhat new regulations. I know, but it was new regulations made on the existing ones to make it closer rather than a complete overhaul, if you know what I mean. Just the banning of double diffusers and stuff. Yeah, which is okay. what puts in the head. Well, in fifth, I'm gonna go for Lando. Okay. okay. And then fourth, I'm gonna put Leclerc. And then third, I think Russell's gonna have such a good year, so I'm gonna put Russell third. Then obviously Max and then Lewis is the winner. Okay. I think that's fair. I like Norris in the top five. I, I think he could do good this year. I, I back him. Go on, I must but, but, he's not, but he's not in my top five. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so if he can be in the top five, so he's not in the top five. I, I think he could so be, but don't he's not in my he top five. No, I think he could be, but I don't think he will. He could be. <laughs> right, I got the clerk in fifth. I got the clerk fifth. Science in fourth. Russell third. With Stappen second, and then Hamilton. I, I wasn't listening. You have to start. Who did you say? Oh, Russell. I just heard the soul part, and I thought you said Stroll. Oh, no, no, no. Can you start again, please, TJ? I wasn't right. listening. Fifth, Leclerc. Fourth, Chili Man, Carlos Sainz. George Russell, third. The Stappen, second. And then Hamilton to win the eighth World Championship. Okay. I think. Oh, what do I think? I don't even know what I think. I think Hamilton will win. That's it. Followed by Leclerc. <laughs> I think. Verstappen third. Signs fourth. And Russell fifth. There is literally no point. Close, there is literally no point me reading mine out, Aiden, because. Mine is exactly the same as what you've just said. Okay, lovely. I'll just copy and paste that over then. Sure. 
None of us put Perez in the top five. No. None of us, I don't think, anyways. I just... I don't think... I think that the Red Bull will be the third best car. But I think Verstappen is able to get so much out of it that he'll still be able to finish P3 and the drivers. Is basically mm. how I'm looking at it. I think it will go... Like, over the full season, I think Merck and Ferrari will be quite close in terms of the pace of their car and Hamilton will edge that one. And then I just see Verstappen is able to get so much more of that car than Perez will be able to. I think that the top three cars will be so close together. I think Perez is the... Not the worst, because he's, he's not... Perez he's not the weak but, link. Yeah, he's the... Worser driver of the top six. Oh, six that's not, six that's not bad. He's not, yeah, he's a sixth best. Yeah. He's not a bad driver. <laughs> but yeah. I can't see Perez crapping to the top three. Unless Red Bull have the best car. Yeah, but I just don't think sure. they do. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Uh, I, think so. yeah. I think so. I, I'm not doing like another 10-minute outdraw of the Silent X message. right? So... Uh, Who's gonna do this week? Cut and paste the old one in. Ah, we could do. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it then. We've done 50 minutes of this uh, podcast, so not quite the hour that we done last week. But um, I don't think there's any other things we've got to cover now before um, we head in the Bahrain for this weekend. Look forward to it. See how wrong we are in every way. Yes, yes, definitely. (laughs) Right. Where we get like a surprise win. Out of no one Magnuson wins the barring Grand Prix. Yeah. Right. Episode three and when have we got a date for episode three? Well, yeah. we could all is, is it in the plans? Is it in the plans? Week. It'd have to be in the first race, like. Yeah, I assume right. in between Bahrain and whatever the second race is. Jeddah. The second race is Jeddah. I know. That amazed me when I heard it. I had no idea. Yeah. Right. Right. Heil everybody. Shalom.